to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your regular Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead and welcome you guys. It's season three. Season three. Add in applause track because we have the money now. Oh my Um, gosh. Big timing. Yeah, you know how it is. I mean, you get it. Yeah, I Uh, mean... You're a professional podcaster. You you understand. Obviously, just rolling in the well. <laughs> that voice you hear is the one and only Sam Tyler. He's joining us for one of the like three Disney movies he knows. No, two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this one and Sword in the Stone. So after that, I'm just I'm done with Disney movies, I guess. So, All right. Well. <laughs> so what that means, those of you who would recall when we did Sword in the Stone, Sam joined us for that one uh, because it's one of the two movies that he knows. And two movies in general, not even two Disney movies. Right, I mean, I suppose I could watch another one, but what's the point in that? Yeah. So, that's true. Is your phone on? (laughs) No, my ringtone's off, but my alarm is still going off. Oh, perfect. Good. See, see, I'm old now, and that alarm is telling me it's time to go to sleep. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. It's nine o'clock at night. (laughs) So old. Uh, so, for those of you that did listen to that Sword in the Stone episode, you may have figured it out by now or pieced together that we are watching Robin Hood because Sam mentioned that the only two movies he had ever seen in his whole life were uh, <laughs> Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone because he has lived in a cave for so long. Thank you for joining us out of your cave. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> Sun's a little bright, you know, but whatever. It's nine o'clock at night, Sam. What's the matter with the cave and me coming out of it and the sun? Wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are doing Sword in the Stone, but as always, Sam. No, we're doing Robin Hood. We already did Sword in the Stone. Yeah, that's what I said. We're doing Robin Hood. Season three, off to a good start. (laughs) That's what I said. We're doing Sword in the Stone. (laughs) It's the same thing. They're the same movie. No, the plot in this one matters. They're both by Wolfgang Ritherman. Oh, Uh, Ritherman. Yeah, yeah. Did, have you changed uh, your daughter's name to Wolfgang yet? I'm working on it. Turns out the legal process involved is a lot more in depth than one would have thought. Yeah, I imagine that's true. <laughs> uh, so, well, Sam, this is your favorite Disney movie. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why that's the case? Because Robin Hood is really cool. Again, this is one of the two Disney movies that I remember watching as a kid, and obviously the storyline in this one, it happens a little bit faster than what's happening in Sword in the Stone. I like the the kind of songs in this one a little bit more as well. Uh-huh. Uh, the general, like, Dukes of Hazardy feel that this one has. But of mm. course, you know, the events that take place do affect the outcome in this one. Well, sure. sort of. I mean, I guess sort you could of. say that, like, King Richard shows back up and solves all the problems, and nothing yeah. that they did before that really solved any problems. So, yeah, Ritherman really doesn't like having the plot mean anything. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, real quick, we have, uh, I've got a little bit of trivia for you, Tony, unless you have something else funny to say. Nope. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you would say. Man, I love season three. Yep. <laughs> got it down to his science. <laughs> Tony, are you funny? No, I am not. <laughs> Learn your place. <laughs> okay. Well, I have I have some trivia for you. First off, like I said, this is another Wolfgang Ritherman, the same guy that did Sword in the Stone. November 8th, 1973 was the release date. 
and it is based on Robin Hood. It's one of a thousand Robin Hood stories. I understand, Sam, actually, I understand that you, like, looked into, you did trivia on the story of Robin Hood and not this movie. Yeah, so I was just interested in the Robin Hood story because it is a story that, like, I don't know, I've heard a lot, and there's so many different adaptations where this film's a modern-day Robin Hood or whatever. And what I found out was really interesting is that people have been telling the Robin Hood story for, like, hundreds of years. The original Robin Hood stories were coming out in the 1200s and 1300s, and uh, they've been changing and retold ever since then. And what's cool about it is that, like, as the story progresses, it also evolves. So in the original Robin Hood tales, a lot of the characters that we're familiar with now of Little John and Maid Marian uh, weren't originally in there, and they get added along as the history goes on. Um, was Lady Cluck in it? <laughs> Lady Cluck was, of course, an OG. She yeah. was definitely part of the first story. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, it just was a coincidence that they it, it was in the shape of a chicken in this movie. Right, yeah, and what's really cool about the... <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she's going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Lady Cluck is always a chicken in all of the adaptations. Yeah, the Russell Crowe one, that chicken... <laughs> <laughs> That's what made that movie. It's truly a masterpiece. <laughs> um, no, but what's cool about it is that as the story's been told over and over again, there are a lot of familiar elements that you see, like the battle between Robin Hood and Little John on the, the bridge over the river, mm -hmm. uh, the shooting competition for the golden or silver arrow. Um, but there's also the continuing evolution of it. I think it was in the 1980s, one of the BBC TV shows introduced a Muslim character, and... Uh, since that time, that character has shown up a lot in a lot of the following TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So huh. the Robin Hood story, as we know it, even though it's 700 years old, is still growing and changing and adapting. Huh. I learned something new. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. So I have some trivia about this movie. So uh, the first thing that I have is that Friar Tuck was originally supposed to be a pig. Uh, but it was changed to a badger to avoid insulting religious sensibilities. The Sheriff of Nottingham was originally a goat, but was changed to a wolf because it seemed more villainous. Going back to the uh, the original Robin Hood story, Friar Tuck was one of those characters that was added on in later on. And what's interesting about this is that uh, you could tell that he was added in later on because a lot of the Robin Hood tales take place at the end of the 1100s, 1190, whatever. Friars didn't exist at that point in time in history. It just wasn't a title that had been created at that point. And it wasn't until later on that Friars came into existence and then got incorporated into the story. So Robin Hood, as we know it, is historically inaccurate. Interesting. <laughs> um. So there's that. <laughs> Okay, well, the next thing that I have is that the famous gap on Terry Thomas's teeth, the voice actor of Hiss, the snake, I know very creative naming, Hiss was also a primary character in the old version. Right, of course, um, right there with Lady Club. <laughs> but the, the famous gap in his teeth was incorporated into the, the design of the character for Sir Hiss. So and it, it was good because it made, made way for his tongue. Yeah, it was, it was appropriate. Nice flat teeth. Yeah. Yeah. That's how snakes work, right? Yeah. yeah. You know. The other thing that I have is that a few months before the film's release, the Disney animators needed Peter Ustinov to come back to the Disney studios to re-record some of his lines as Prince John. The animators made phone calls to New York, London, Paris, Vienna, and Tokyo, trying to locate him, only to discover that he was working at the NBC studios in Burbank that week, a half mile down the street. Nice. Yeah. 
don't have tr cell phones. Yeah. So you gotta just ask everybody. As is the case, I'm sure we're gonna point it out, but drawing and animating at this time, this time period was really, really difficult. So you'll see a lot of similar, pretty much exactly the same animations from Jungle Book when they're dancing. Little John is basically the exact same character. Where they just Blue. like follow the same keyframes, but then put yes. in different characters. Exactly. Or like when he's dancing, Blue and King Louie in the Jungle Book are dancing. He and Cluck are dancing exactly the same. You've got things from Aristocats. The the cat playing the flute here is exactly the same. And the rabbit playing the drums is the same as that racially charged cat in Aristocats. Well, that's why you know Robin Hood's the best, because it takes the best of, of all of those other movies and uh, puts it into one. Okay. Yeah. So the... Oh, and also Prince John and King Richard are drawn the same. And also... Same uh, voice actor. Same right? voice actor, yeah. All of the cast in the movie, only around half a dozen of the voice actors were actually English. So that's... Most of them very Southern. Yeah, a lot of them were Southern. Because... That, that was one of my notes, was I love the voice acting's mix of English, Scottish, Southern, and Child. <laughs> that famous child. accent. <laughs> the next one that I have, I've only got a couple more here. Uh, this was the last Disney animated feature that had all of the Disney's nine old men to see it completed. Because after this one, you had one of them died. I don't remember which one, but one of them died after this one, and then another one died after Jungle Book. So, that's just a little thing. Maid Marian, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Maid Marian only appears in the movie for a total of 30 minutes, despite being the primary love interest of the movie. She's in it for 30 minutes, spread out two minutes at a time. Thought that was kind of funny. It was the first Disney animated feature film to be over 80 min minutes since Fantasia, uh, and it premiered at the Radio, Music, or Radio City Music Hall in New York. And that is the last I have. Other interesting Disney-related trivia with this. This is one of the first movies that Disney released on VHS from their animations. Because I guess at the time they were re-releasing some of their classic animations into theaters. And so they didn't want to spoil the theatrical re-release value of some of those films by releasing them on VHS. This one they didn't consider to be nearly as important. And so they, they put it out there. Is one of the first ones on VHS. Oh, well, that's all the trivia I have. Do either of you have any other trivia? I got one more thing. What do you did have? Did you know that this was not the first uh, Robin Hood movie that Disney did? Really? Yeah, Disney did a live-action Robin Hood story called "The Story of Robin Hood and His Merry Men" that released in 1952. Huh? Did you have you seen it? I have not seen it. Well, I've only seen two movies. Next and that's episode, not one of them. buddy. <laughs> write it down <laughs> yeah okay well we are also really lucky this week to be joined for at least a little while like two seconds for like two seconds by our uh our good friend heidi tyler sam's wife heidi why don't you lean in and tell us a little bit about yourself my name is heidi i am a mom and a wife and i washed the dishes while everyone else was enjoying the movie <laughs> So that's why I'm only here for two seconds. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think we're gonna do the. Do you have Do you have some quick rapid fire questions for her? Uh, no. <laughs> Man, you were very helpful. Today. I got I got this, y'all. <laughs> okay, well, Heidi, I understand that you have some comedy, some good 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 comedy. 
to add to the podcast. Sure, yeah. In fact, <laughs> I have two things, neither of which are trivia or history. It's just something I googled when I did had a moment because I don't have ever have time to relax and watch movies. One of them is Robin Hood was featured on BuzzFeed's list of eleven non-human Disney characters who made you feel things down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was rated number eleven. Aww. However, he was also ranked number one in BuzzFeed's list of nine Disney animals who could get it. So. I, uh, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad that was added. I, I think that's true. I think both of those are true. There's also like another article where it's like 19 times Robin Hood made you, I don't know, want his an animated body. I don't know. Yeah. Want, I didn't read it. Some box wiener. <laughs> because, yeah. because it was something like when he leaned against a tree. Yeah. Yeah. And since I hadn't seen oh, the yeah, movie, I, I was that. like, oh sure, yeah. 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 That one time. He leaned against that tree. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you feel things down there? I, of course I did. When he started cross-dressing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Old Gypsy Robin. Okay, well, I think, does anybody have anything else to add before we watch this movie? Pause. No, don't. I lied. Don't. Don't do that. Unpause. Yeah, unpause. This is a, an adult podcast. Make sure that there are not children uh, within 40 feet of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and what? if there are, then certainly hope that they don't remember. <laughs> this happened last time. It did. Yeah, much like Sword in the Stone, this is filmed literally right in front of an infant. Yeah. So bear that in mind. If you hear some cooing in the background. That's not cooing. That's crying. That's crying. So my, my two seconds was almost up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've unpaused. Heidi's going to, to sing the uh, Udalali song for us before she has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I hope everybody's ready. Because this is copyrighted. <laughs> copyright, copyright Tyler. Copyright Tyler, just saying. 2018. It is. Little John and Robin Hood walking through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. <laughs> I didn't know the whole song before, I just thought that was always it. And I think I've been singing it for about three weeks now since Sam's been mentioning the podcast. <laughs> if not longer, yeah. So. I think I like that version better anyway. Thank you very much, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you for letting us thank podcast you at your like, kitchen table. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about this intro. You guys. It's so pretty! The rooster's like, so you get the regular like classic Disney, 40s and 50s Disney, the, the, the book opens, you see the like pretty words, it looks like we're gonna read the story, and then yeah. no! A rooster starts singing at ya! No. Well that rooster is Alan Adele, a pretty common recurring character. Yes. I will say, the first thought that came into my mind was, I'm watching a movie. I don't want to read. <laughs> yeah, why, why am I reading right hard. now? <laughs> Reading's hard. Don't make me read. Somebody else was reading. Uh, the, either Tony or Sam was like reading the pages on the... the we took turns. We both know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're literate, unlike some people at this table. That's me. <laughs> Let me just check my notes real fast. They are hieroglyphs. <laughs> Good. Um, because I can read those. <laughs> Alan O'Dale tells us that he knows what really happened in Sherwood Forest. Uh, and then he starts singing my favorite song in the whole movie. It goes, do 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 
You might recognize this song as uh, the hamster song from 90s fame. <laughs> it's a really long intro, but it's really pretty and you can see all the characters, and that's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, with stock imagery from the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, there's a lot of walking. A lot of walking across the screen. <laughs> yeah, the white Ooh, screen. Udo Lolly time. Now we're he's he says my quote my job is to tell it like it is or was or whatever so, or, or whatever or whatever or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Maybe I'll make it up. <laughs> Maybe I'll make some shit up. It's good. That's how every good storyteller does. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the Udo Lolly territory. So the Heidi already sang the song. Uh, it's a very easy escape. They just run away from the arrow. The arrow's coming up behind his butt, and he just runs away from it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they get up to the top, and they, they like, escape easily. And all the, the characters are like, I guess, well, I guess we can't find them, and they run away. Yeah. <laughs> the, the coyotes or guards or whatever those guys are are definitely the stormtroopers of this world. They shoot a lot. Don't really hit anything. Yeah, and they, don't really worry about, like, finding anything. Yeah. We gave it our best shot. Let's let's all go back. We're going to sprint back into the castle. Because yeah. all, all there is to our lives is shooting and sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robin Hood has, a, has an arrow in his head. Or through his hat. Yeah, in his head. That's how the movie there's ends. This, there's this <laughs> roll credits. There's this great scene where Robin Hood is leaning up against a tree, and he's got an arrow in his hat. And I screenshotted that, and I took and I left it as my uh, my like backdrop on my computer for like two years because it's like super like he's like chill and he's like literally under fire. Because it because yeah. it made you feel things down in your pants. Yeah. Uh, Yes. <laughs> Bravery. Bravery. <laughs> <laughs> Made you feel brave in the pants. That's good. Yeah. I thought that this was a really interesting scene for me because, like, they're sitting up in the tree. He's looking at, like, this hole through his hat, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, No big deal. He doesn't really care if he lives or dies, even though he's, like, crazy in love with this woman he used to know when he was a kid. Yeah, we don't know about her yet. Yeah. But she's only in the movie for, like, 30 minutes anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's a pretty short movie, though. Do you guys notice? It seemed pretty short to me. Yeah, this podcast will for sure be longer. I mean, (laughs) well, the movie definitely just kind of moves from scene to scene. There's not a lot of just downtime in it. Yeah. Versus some other Wolfgang Reitherman bits. Um, (laughs) Little John says, are we good guys or are we bad guys? And then, uh, and, uh... Robin Hood. <laughs> good, good, good podcasting. Yeah, those 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 blank spaces are what really make it. Robin Hood says, uh, "Yeah, we're good guys. We just uh, borrow the money." And Little John says, "We borrow it. Boy, are we in debt." Yep. Good. Awesome. Uh, and then we we get introduced for the first time to Prince John and his my favorite characters in the show. Yeah, definitely the the most sexual tension as Tony likes to say, by far the most sexual tension between these two characters. They spend a lot of time getting to know these two characters in this little stagecoach. We talked about this when we were watching it. There's a lot of like a lot more time just in this stagecoach with them talking. That's not really anything we get now. That's actually throughout the whole movie like Every scene between Hiss and Little John is like extended. Like they have tons more dialogue than every other like set of characters. Do you mean Prince John? What did I say? You said Little John. Little Prince John. Yeah, my bad. Well, he's littler than Prince John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, sure. Uh, they're they're in this car together, and he's playing with his coins, and he's saying, "Hooray for taxes! Taxes! Taxes are my favorite. Rob the poor to feed the rich." Well, and I think a lot of it too. They're talking about Richard being away in the Crusades, and they're setting up the movie and the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where are we going next? Nothing. <laughs> his crown doesn't yeah. fit. His crown's crown, shape all the time. It's so little. It's funny because... It's real, it's, his head's little, but his crown's real big. It's not for him. That's why. Yeah. 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 Because his brother's got a bigger head than him. Uh, sentiments that I'm sure all of us can... You know what it, you know what it does, though? It gives him a feeling of power! Power! <laughs> power! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love... I do like Prince John a lot in this movie. Prince John is like... he He's very... Everything he says is dripping with, just like oozing with charisma. He's he's very charismatic. Charisma, yeah, yeah. He's a very charismatic guy. He's like he brings it all together with his incredibly loud thumb. He, he does have a he's very loud thumb. A terrible villain. He must be like the one of the worst villains in all of the Disney movies. He's just really bad at villainy. Yeah, he like he's like. Like he, he's more of a joke than any other Disney villain I can think of. Like he's like not that scary. He like it's easily foiled all the time. I think that he part sucks of, his thumb. That's part of what this story is. Part of the story is meant to be we're making fun of this royal. It, it, oh, he's a mama's boy. Like he he is. Well, and I think part yeah. of it, too, is showing that, you know, he's not worthy of having this gold, that he's just doing it for himself, that he's spineless, he's not a good guy, he's not a king of the people by any means. No, and it's definitely exaggerated. This is right. this is like one of those stories where they're telling it from the people's perspective to the people as sort of making fun of the royalty. So, like, when they're like, oh, I, I love stealing gold from the people, that's not really how royals think, obviously, but, like... Make, I mean, they Maybe. might. Right. I don't know. As I'm I not rule my country, I don't think like that. Yeah. I mean, like... Let them eat cake. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Still, like, it, it's funny to me. It, I think that part's funny. That it's like, oh, I, I just love taxes. Boy, oh boy, do I love taxes. Yeah. Yeah. They go to steal, uh, steal from, from Prince John, and little John has this great line. He says... There's a law against stealing from royalty. I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, hey, they might be outlaws, but they're uh, they're good outlaws. They respect the law. Yeah, but they do it anyway. Sure. <laughs> cross-dressing. Yeah, cross-dressing. So, forgive me a cruel chuckle. I have it written down. Because he says, forgive me a cruel chuckle. <laughs> no, cross-dressing. I think this is a funny scene, because as they're like... Go running up, and they, he says, like, you fortune tellers, and they open up the thing, and, and his is being rational and saying, like, oh, well, these are probably bandits. Poppycock! No. Poppycock! Female bandits! Poppycock! Poppycock! Yeah, his yeah. is for sure right, but <laughs> <laughs> Prince John will not listen to reason, uh, and so he stuffs his into the, the basket. Yeah. Uh, and and we get on with our fortune telling and uh, hubcap ceiling. Yes. 
<laughs> the hubcap stealing is by far my favorite. He uses his butt. He uses his butt. <laughs> the, the old clench and twist to get those hubcaps off. This is the best, like, heist movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> well, yeah, and especially when you get to this chest. Uh, the, the four rhinos are holding this chest. And, and they're Baloo all... just walks up. Blue. Yep. Yeah, yeah Blue. Blue. It's easier than Little John and Big John. <laughs> Blue just walks up, takes his dagger... Twist it. Twist it. it. Takes all the gold. You know how daggers do. <laughs> Puts it in his, in his bra. Yeah. Uh, takes all the gold. The rhinos are holding this box. And the only time he, he turns around, he like... His, he his walks eyes... out underneath the box and is like, hey, rhinos. <laughs> yeah, see, see, he was planning it out all along. That's why he was stuffing his bra with the gold and placing those hubcaps on his booty. Because then the rhinos see him and they're like, damn... Yeah, you that know how rhinos thick, do, right? Yeah. yeah, like rhinos do. Yeah, you know and how rhinos do. They totally do. get distracted about the incredibly light, you know, chest of gold. Chest that, that, that weighs nothing. Yeah, man, it's like the the longer you do this, the less it weighs. <laughs> it's amazing. Somehow, Robin Hood steals the king's clothes. That part has was not shown, and I'm really curious about that scene. Well, what's great about it is that that Prince John does not seem aware of the fact that he's just standing around naked. His... How did that yeah. happen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Prince John has this great line. He says, Hiss! You're never that when I need you! And they, <laughs> no, and they do that joke like three times. I love it so much. <laughs> they could have done it six times. It was fine with me. because <laughs> well, they stuff hiss into things like three times or six yeah. times. Oh, you're in a basket. You can't hear me. Yeah. You're never around when I need you. And then he's got a dirty thumb... <laughs> that's that's a good line to end on for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. I it thumb. I'm so sorry. Like side language. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that's, I, I will say the thing that struck me about this scene that I I wrote down because I thought it, it only just occurred to me this time watching it. But all of the the royals and the royals guard are all a big animals, obviously because they're larger and more guard like. But on top of that, it seems like all of them are also Asian or African animals versus like... So lion, rhino, elephant, elephant hippopotamus, alligator, alligator, crocodile. Yeah. Versus like woodland creatures like dogs and rabbits and foxes and owls. Like it seems like this <clears throat> is a story of territorialism and like colonial rule kind of thing to me. That's sort of what I'm getting out of it. Or like maybe so because yeah. all of those creatures who are kind of oppressing the locals and we think of like the the dog and the rabbits and stuff as the local turtles. animals, turtles, toitles, toitles. But then it's the, the foreigners that are coming in and taking all their gold. Yeah. They took her gold. They took her that's a South Park reference. You wouldn't get it, Tony. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think... I don't know if it's related to anything. I just noticed it, and I thought I would write it down and bring it up to you guys. Thank you for bringing it to the table. You're welcome. We're at a table, everybody. I brought it. You should also be listening to this podcast at a table. If you're not at a table, find one. You find a table, put it together out of wood and trees... And then after you've done so, get a nice stain, 
maybe polyurethane over the top. I stained this table. You stained this table? I did stain this table. It's, it's very nice. This is a great table. Welcome to Table Talk, our table <laughs> podcast. Um, Tune in next week where we tell you about end tables. End tables. Sam, tell us all about tables. <laughs> I know you weren't prepared for table talk. But tell us everything you know about tables. So they're taxing everything. <laughs> and we finally get to meet the <laughs> Sheriff of Nottingham. His name is Bushel Bridges. I don't know his real name. I don't think he has a real name. Sheriff. He's just Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. I, I, Sheriff John. So they're so, all they're all named John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for Blue. So anyway, I, I would really like to think of this movie and Dukes of Hazard as kind of going together because of the you know great southern theme and the balladeer and everything. And the Sheriff of Nottingham is very Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Neither of us. Dukes of Hazard. It's nah. classic, classic American television. I mean, I watched Dukes of Hazard like once when I was you guys a are boy. Uncultured swine. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on. I agree. And I got a lot of Dukes oh, of Hazard vibes. Thank you. Hi, by you. the way. Peace Heidi, out. Heidi, how do you got? Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Tyler. Awesome. Thank you. Well, there goes that Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen this time? There goes them good boys. Okay, so we, we move along. What's next? Uh, so he taxes everybody, he beats up the guy with the cast, and takes all the money, and it's Skippy's birthday! Yay, Skippy. And he takes Skippy's money. And obvious Robin Hood shows up, and... <laughs> so the biggest question that I had with that is, why is a seven-year-old child really excited about a coin? Like, what's he gonna do with this coin? It's a farthing. What's he gonna do with this farthing? He's gonna go out and buy some bubblegum, some stuff. I don't know what a farthing is. I just imagine it's a penny, right? Yeah, buy sure. Some, buy some bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's very, he's, very he's excited. Very but excited. Robin Hood gives him an even better present. The gift of violence. <laughs> <laughs> a bow yeah. and a single arrow. Excellent. It's great. His very first shot is into Prince John's, like, castle. Yes. So, and it, I, I don't know what he was aiming at, is my question. Like, he has the one arrow. He just wanted to see what would happen. He just wanted to see what would happen if he pulled it really hard and let it go. It worked. It went. It, it sure did <laughs> it went. <laughs> so, going back to this, like, I think it's kind of weird that they decide to give a bow and arrow to a seven-year-old kid, like, as a present, just here you go. But I think that that goes along really well with the southern theme that they have going on with this. I remember when I was 12, uh, opening up Christmas presents, my uncle handed me a box and he's like, that's shotgun shells. I was like, you don't give 12-year-old kid shotgun shells for Christmas. It'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> it was shotgun shells. <laughs> Did you get a shotgun to go with it? Or no, just, man, just I, already had a, I already had a shotgun. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course. Okay. That makes sense. My, uh, my dad gave me that for getting into seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Way to go, man. You yeah. did it. You made it. Yep. Sure <laughs> Just a little, little sixth grade graduation present. That's really funny. 12 gauge. You're Skippy, and I'm Toby. I'm Toby the Turtle. <laughs> well, I don't think we should be going in there, Fucking Sam. Toby! <laughs> I guess that makes me... Toby's dad? Yeah. Marion is playing <laughs> badminton with our other favorite character, Lady Cluck. 
and they are playing badminton, and they catch Skippy, who's trying to collect his arrow. Yep. And then he goes. That he's like, "Oh, oh, please don't, don't tell on me and get my head cut off, lady." Oh no, it's Robin Hood. It's Baby Robin Hood. Yeah, because he's got the hat. Yeah. They do this really good gag with the kid where they pretend like he's Robin Hood, and then he has to. And they ask. And they ask Made Marion all these questions like, "Did are you gonna marry Robin Hood? Are you gonna have kids? My mom has a lot of kids because they're rabbits. <laughs> Did you ever kiss him?" Mm-hmm. Even if I did, would I tell you, child? <laughs> <laughs> and Madame Puck plays Prince John, which is pretty great. Yeah. Well, so okay. So here's the question that I have. There's this whole scene of I don't know what the purpose of this scene was, right? So like setting up Maid Marian and Madame Puck, right? Well, yes, but like it seems like in the same way that we had all that time with. Prince John and Hiss in a room together just talking to each other. This scene is like developing relationships between these four kids and Maid Marian and Cluck, and then they never talk to each other again. Well, so I think in the first scene where you have the the interaction between Hiss and John and they're like talking about increasing the taxes and tricking Richard into going into the Crusades, it's supposed to make you dislike those two characters. Right. And then here you're supposed to like... You know, uh, Cluck and Marion, because they make fun of. They're like making fun of Prince John right. a lot. Yeah. And then it also introduces the backstory between Robin Hood and Marion. Yeah. It's a good scene. It's and a good it scene. foreshadows because the rabbit's like, no, I don't want to kiss. And then they're going into the shooting competition. And, and Robin Hood does not want to kiss. Where, <laughs> Well, really, like, the whole thing is supposed to be about the Golden Arrow, but instead they make it out like it's all about the kiss from Maid Marion. So, yeah, they make it out. They make it out. <laughs> the, 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 the little, so the little kid has to kiss Maid Marian, and the girl is like, "They're kissing." <laughs> <laughs> she laughs for a really long time. Yeah, it's a really long laugh, and Toby's also laughing because he knows that it's funny when people kiss. Yep, sure is. <laughs> That's the feeling you're supposed to get as a viewer. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, season three, everybody. Alright, Lady Marion still loves Robin Hood. Robin Hood still loves Marion. That's what we learn in the next scene. And Robin Hood's like, what do I have to offer her? For one thing, you can't cook. Which is a good line. Yeah, it's good. Good. Excellent. Okay, so we learn about the archery competition. (laughs) What do you guys want from me? I'm reading Prince John lines. That's little John. Okay, they're all the same. They're all, all, they're all Johns. They're Johns for days. Robin Hood is actually just a code name. His real name yeah. is John. And then you have Turtle John. You've got Sheriff John. Robin John. Ellen Adale John. Yeah, you got all these Johns. John Adale. John Adale. <laughs> Main. Marion's middle name is John. Ma- no, she- Maid John Marion. Maid John Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Maid's not her first name. That Obviously, doesn't make any sense. No. So there's this arbitrary competition, <laughs> and Maid Marion will kiss the winner. And we get the best line out of almost any Disney movie, probably maybe my favorite line in any Disney movie, where Robin Hood jumps up on the stage and he says, Remember, faint heart never won, fair lady. This will be my greatest performance. He throws his hat up in the air. Okay, so... Leading up to this moment, when Friar Tuck is like telling them about the kiss and the archery tournament, 
he's like he tries the soup that burned after uh, little John says like oh this is disgusting you can't cook Friar Tuck comes in he tells them about it he tries a little bit and then he's like coughing smoke rings and crying and crying I don't know if that's because it's spicy or because it's awful I think it's because it was so bad but they're so poor that they had to eat they it have anyway. to eat anyway and so like John was trying to little John was trying to make it better by putting a lot of spices in it he was putting water in way it too much spice. <laughs> and probably you know you know what I didn't hear anything you said after you said John, and then you clarified Little John, because otherwise Tony was going to be confused. <laughs> are we talking about John, a.k.a. Robin John? Are we talking about Friar John? I am moving on. Hold on, no, in one of my notes I somewhere, haven't... I wrote down Friar John, because as we were watching the movie, Tony said, oh look, Friar John's doing whatever it is. Guys, there's so many Johns in this movie. Two! There's two Johns! It was actually directed by John Rotherman. Ritherman? Ritherman. Wolfgang John Ritherman. Yeah. Did you know that Walt Disney's middle name is also John? I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't either, but Tony does. <laughs> what next? Tell us about John. Alright, so, Prince John. <laughs> <laughs> Prince John has a great line. I, I just, most of my notes are Prince John lines. He says, "My trap is baited and set. Revenge, oh revenge!" He's very excited. He's gonna get. He's gonna get that. <laughs> gonna get his revenge. John Hood. John Hood. And he he and Hiss have this beautiful moment where Hiss deliberately dodges and he punches Hiss in the face. Right. Oh, yeah. I wrote down one of my notes there was, what is Hiss getting from this relationship? Yeah, you know, so... You know? He doesn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Power. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a big tax evasion scheme for Hiss? Yeah. Well, I think he I think he legit wants to be... He wants to be friends. He like he like tries to take care of a uh, of of PJ, but like he's willing to put up with the abuse. Yeah, yeah. His John is very like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. That's enough of that gag. All right. Robin Hood is a stork. Baloo is French. He calls. He's the Duke Prince of John. Chutney. Chutney. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Prince John PJ, and they're all really mean to his. Yeah. Be gone, Buster. Be gone, Long One. Be gone, Long One. <laughs> he's right. I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. He is. He's a long snake. He's a long tube, an eel in a snake costume. Yeah, there are a lot of good hiss insults there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of all around. I, I'll probably start calling people Long One in an insulting way. I think I'll probably start saying, "My thumb is dirty. <laughs> I've got a dirty thumb. I've got a dirty thumb." Uh, hiss does balloon travel. He, yeah. he blows up. He blows his oxygen out of his mouth into the balloon, and he flies around with his tail. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of like maybe three fucking rope sections of this movie. I think this is the obvious one. I, th this one is the one where we were like, "Oh, need it even be said?" I'm saying it now. So yes. So yes, it does need to be said because we're a podcast. Like an audio thing. Yeah, yeah, you guys can't see it. Yeah. Unless you did like me and actually watched this movie. Yeah. In which case, you did right. But, it, okay. So, just for clarification's sake, this is season three. We brought it up in season one, you guys. 
For anybody that's just now joining us, Fucking Rope is a section that we do, uh, a segment that we do on this show that is essentially us saying Disney has weird physics. This is one of them. Usually we make fun of Rope, and we'll do that some more later, but yes, him flying around with the oxygen... Oxygen isn't like how's the oxygen in his lungs gonna push him up around? And also, he probably would have suffocated. And also, snake tails. Well, I like that he took more than one breath. So, like after he exhaled, he breathed in again. Balloon didn't get any smaller. And then he exhaled again to blow it up even bigger. Yeah, good physics. Yeah, makes sense somehow. Yeah, I believe it. It was very believable, just like the rest of this movie. Definitely. Also, Snake Tail's great propellers to go through air. Yeah. Marion knows that it's Robin Hood. You know who else does? Uh, Sir Hiss. Sir um, Hiss knows that it's Robin Hood under that, uh, under that stork costume. Yeah, he looks in. He looks in. He looks up that, that stork skirt, and he's like, oh, I know that's Robin Hood. I, that, I, I'd recognize that butthole anywhere. And then he uh, flies away as if to go tell Prince John that he knows... There's a fox butthole in that stork. Yep. Yep. And so they, they successfully, they, Robin Hood successfully wins the tournament. Uh, the sheriff tries to cheat, but he's so good at shooting arrows that Robin Hood wins and gets caught. And guys, do you know what Prince John does when he sees Robin Hood? He quivered. Boo. Because hey, it's like an arrow thing. Got it. Yeah. 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 Alright. Comedy gold. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's comedy gold. The jokes are here, y'all. Hilarious. Also, at some point in time, uh, Sir Hiss got thrown into a barrel of ale. Just to keep with the theme of throwing him into things. Hiss, you're never around when I need you. You're never around when I need you. Yeah, so there's this, like, they, they do the thing with all the, the shooting... And the arrows. Yeah, the competition. The competition for the golden arrow, which never gets resolved. The golden arrow is just around somewhere. It's used as a prop. It's used as Lady Lady Cluck uses it as a weapon. Yeah, (laughs) she carries it off into the woods, and then we forget about it. Yeah, it's not important anymore. No, made out of gold. (laughs) (laughs) There's a gold shortage. (laughs) It's being used as a toothpick somewhere. Yep. Uh, Prince John is like, kill him. No way, don't kill him. All right, kill him again. And these poor like rhinos. there's a scene where they, they, they well, pan up to the rhino's face, and he's like, what? No, and like, much like the coyotes' lives are just sprinting and shooting, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the rhino's lives are just taking orders and sprinting and looking surprised. <laughs> so, to explain what happened with John's change of heart there, Marion tried to convince him to not kill Robin Hood because she still loved him. And that didn't work. Little Prince Prince John was like, "Yeah, I don't really care. I gotta I gotta be the ruler here." But Little John stuck a knife in his back, and that was much more motivating. Yeah, it was good. But to their to them to the rhinos, it was just like, "Do this. No, no way. Don't do it. No way. Kill him. Why are, why are you just standing around, assholes?" And then they they chase him. And they're all, like, leaning downwards while uh, Robin Hood's up here, and they're, like, tying him up even though he's above their heads. Good stuff. Yeah. So we get these great fight scenes. Lady Cluck fights the rhinos. Robin uh, Robin Hood fights the coyotes and proposes marriage. And the appropriate uh, time. the rhinos turn into a train. Uh, and there's some chugga-chugga-choo-chooing. <laughs> there's, like, some Scooby-Doo. Definitely Scooby-Dooing. <laughs> yeah. All, all around awesome. Lady Cluck in this scene, though, she takes those rhinos the fuck down. Yeah. She is such a good character. Like, 
she's fighting rhinos and Robin Hood is fighting coyotes. Like she is like beating up the all the characters. Yeah, she's she's pretty much being a badass. And there's like a really cool football style. Like we're we're following her across the field, and then when she gets to the forest, she's like down with Richard, and she's like. Continuing to or down, with down, John. down with John. Long live King Richard. Long live King Richard. And she's like at the the edge of the field, and she's still doing this and like really hamming it up. And uh, little John comes and grabs her before she dies. And then we have a, a fox sex scene. Yep. That's all there is to that. Moving on. Nobody acknowledged the fox sex. Except for do you want to go into done. gross detail about it? Or? So here's the thing. They <laughs> they they had the frog sex. Uh, fox fox sex. Say frog sex? Yeah, we have a board game about frog sex. Okay, I mean probably that's probably going on somewhere. So <laughs> they go back to the pad. <laughs> Just cut that out. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Definitely. Not nodding. Hey. <laughs> so I missed some stuff because I was pooping, and when I came back, they were singing "Not Nottingham." Uh, so everyone got all taxed. <laughs> no, there was a scene before that while you weren't pooping anymore, or while you were pooping. Okay. Uh, there was a scene in there that you may have, you may remember, you may not. It's them dancing in the woods and giving away their location. And that's it. Okay. That's the whole scene. Beautiful. Cool. So and then they they they're in jail because King or Prince John is like tax them more, double tax them. Triple tax him. Triple tax him. And he's just really excited about this for some reason because he's like, oh, I don't have to do that. And then they're all in jail for not being able to pay any more money. Yeah, this I thought was weird because like once everyone's in prison, then as the person running the prison, you have to pay guards and like pay to feed the prisoners. So it's not a very profitable situation once everybody is in prison because there's no one left to tax. Also, weren't they all serfs anyway? They have tiny mice chains. <laughs> <laughs> they do have tiny mice chains. You have tiny mice chains. This is Those true. must have been very hard for Otto to make. Yes. <laughs> While he was in prison. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they like had some prepped. They were ready for they, they were like, Otto, we need you to make these tiny, tiny mice chains. Also, we need you to make a dog chain, but don't question. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the only dog in town. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll probably end up in prison. <laughs> Use yourself as a model for the sizing. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all in prison, and Friar Tuck is out in his church, and the priest, who is actually the mouse, is, uh, yeah, who I thought the Friar Tuck was the the priest of that place, but I guess not. Anyway, the the priest's wife brings out a coin, and says, this is our last tuppence, or our last farthing, and gives it to Friar Tuck and says, Put, give this to the poor. They're, well, they are also the poor, though, so it's giving that one farthing, that penny, spreading it around for everybody to use on bubblegum. All of the three people who are not currently in jail. Right. right. So that those three people can have bubblegum. Um, from, from the bubblegum vendor who's <laughs> from, currently in jail. From that guy who's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Society's broken down. So then the sheriff of Nottingham comes and takes it, because he's a bad guy. Yep. And then we have the climax of the movie. <laughs> the, the ultimate battle between Friar Tuck and the sheriff of Nottingham. And their ultimate belly bump. And their, The belly bump out of the church. <laughs> Get out of the church. Out, out, out. And then they're like, this awesome battle 
this awesome like Braveheart style battle in the rain in the rain and lightning and like it's awesome it's so good goosebumps yeah <laughs> by far the best part of the movie so they're going to hang the friar it's a very elaborate trap where they are going to hang the friar and like lure Robin Hood in because they're going to hang the friar yeah because he's going to save the friar but Nutsy tells the whole thing so because right. Nutsy's kind of dumb yeah they do they get out. <laughs> they that save them. Save There's lots of ricochet arrows. Don't forget the trigger ricochet. Weird ricochets, too. They ricochet the trigger. Ha having talked the entire movie, in the last ten minutes, they get, like, tons of great lines. Yep. They, he, he shoots that arrow. He's called trigger, though. Do you get it? He's called trigger. Ricochet arrows. He has ricochet arrows that this bounce off good, of air. This is a good, like, physics thing. They just, like, bounce off of nothing. Bounce yeah. off of the wood... <laughs> this was happening. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> oh, boy. Robin Hood <laughs> is truly an edge-of-the-seat thriller. Yeah, it is. Especially after that scene with Friar Tuck, man. All right, yeah. So after releasing everybody, we find out that Robin Hood is going to steal all the stuff. The and gold. that, more importantly, his sleeps in the same bedroom as Prince John. His own little space. Yep, kind of weird. Not gonna, not gonna ponder on it. Nothing weird, too weird about it. I guess they're best friends. So then you get some great fucking rope right there. This one almost makes sense the way that they use the uh, the rope to transport the gold. It's like there's a, a couple system. of yeah, a couple of parts of it that were a little weird, but more or less good. Yeah, maybe if it were on like a, a rotation thing at the end, but I don't think it was. Well, they show it going through like an eye hook or whatever. Well, Friar tucks on the other side, like pulling. pulling yeah. And he's so loud. He's like every bag. He's like, I found a bag of gold. <laughs> don't wake up, Prince John. <laughs> or Sheriff of Nottingham who's asleep right outside. Yeah. And everybody else is whispering. <laughs> but little John comes in like, everybody, we gotta go right now. And he got fired. Like, it's gold. <laughs> Time for me to leave now, quietly. And Trigger, who's totally awake, just listening for this. Yeah. So uh, they get out. Yeah. That's the end of that scene. Uh, there's this like silly escape scene that's very like slapsticky, where every arrow that the coyotes shoot misses, and Robin Hood goes back to save the baby rabbit and uh, gets stuck, sort of in the final fight scene uh, and he gets there's like fire and it's scary and he jumps and he's in the water and he might have be dead and then he's not dead yep and then the, every, it's like very very edge of your seat kind of moment when you're just staring at the water for a couple minutes and you're and like Robin Hood's for sure dead yeah he's dead and then Prince John is on top and he's like oh he's definitely dead way to go me celebrations for everybody and then you've got little John on the other side of the river like this is sad because he's definitely dead. And then when he's not dead anymore, he comes out of the water. And, and then Lil John's happy, but Prince John is not happy. He's like, oh, dang it. Uh, what am I going to do now? Poppycock. <laughs> That's the end of... Well, I certainly can't chase him now. He's all the way over there. <laughs> he's all the way over there. Let's not shoot any more arrows. <laughs> and then, then, then it's like, change scene... Richard's back. <laughs> Prince John is in the camp. No, it, it was great because the rooster is the one that did it. He was like, yep, Richard's back now. He got all that stuff sorted out. <laughs> Problem resolved. And it was fixed. And Just then like they that. got married. And they have an outlaw for an in-law. 
somehow. Oh. They made that joke once before in the movie, and then they did it again then. And they make one last ricochet arrow gag, too. They, they yeah. do the ricochet arrow thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good. And that's the end of the movie. Is huh. there a, a moral to the story? I don't think so. Don't go on crusades. Make sure the safety <laughs> on, safety's on, old Bessie. If, Clean your thumbs. If uh, a fox and a lusty bear come up and try to tell you your fortune, don't believe them. <laughs> Even if they are ladies. Listen to your snake friends. Yeah, I think I think all of these are good good give, life lessons. Give seven year olds weapons for birthday presents. Yeah, it's okay to be loud if you're a friar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, especially because quiet as a church mouse, but like really loud as a friar. Yeah, a, a, well, a, a friar badger. See, the entire time that I watched this movie as a kid, I never realized he was a badger. What did you think he was? Something. <laughs> just nothing. It never really. He, like was, the, he was the friar. Yeah, he was yeah. a guy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. This was a disaster. I'm glad we did it. Thank you for joining it makes us. I really like this movie a whole lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should use this episode not as the leading episode of season three. Yeah. Tuck it into the middle somewhere where people yeah. won't pay as much attention. We'll throw to it, it in there. We're we're recording this in July. Make note July of twenty eighteen. Make note when it comes out in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty five or something. Oh man, this is coming out in like twenty forty. You guys are like billionaires and billionaire podcasters. Yeah, they're doing like your life story. This will be some of the unreleased work that Yeah. People have to buy the special edition. I would say DVD, but yeah. I don't even know what technology. The, the, will be behind on. the music, yeah. like the behind the yeah. podcast kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony's doing a visual gag right now, but it's not really landing for an audio medium. <laughs> so well, the good the good news is these are my only two uh, Disney movies, so you don't have to worry about me coming back. <laughs> Sam, I gotta tell you, man, this stain on this table is beautiful. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Front Porch Tony. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we are we we are back for season three sometime in season three. Who knows? But you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Front Porch Disney. You can find me at Front Porch Josh. You can find Tony at Front Porch Tony. You can find Yowza at CT Yowza on Twitter. You can find Beardy if he's ever on again. I'm sure he will be at Beardy the Wise. We are very excited to be back for season three. We're going to have a lot of content coming out here in the future. If you liked our summer series, let us know. Go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and leave a notification, a message, all that stuff. We really look for you guys' feedback. Use the hashtag front, at, uh, hashtag front Porch Talks to... Uh, let us know, otherwise we will never see it because Tony doesn't know how to use Twitter and I work too much. So the other thing is find us on iTunes and leave a rating and a review and subscribe and all that stuff because it really, really helps us to grow. Lastly, I wanna say thank you to Sam Tyler and Heidi for letting us use your house and this beautiful table as a recording place. I have a beautiful coffee table that I want to show you that I made. Next time on Table we'll, Talk. We'll actually, we're going to post pictures of the table. Yes, we will. On the Facebook group for all of you who are curious. We're not going to move anything. All the plates and, like, beer. All that stuff is just going to stay on the table for... Tony's uh, notes. Tony's horrible chicken scratch notes. I made a joke that my notes were hieroglyphs because I was pretending I couldn't read. 
but Tony's notes are actually hieroglyphs. I can read them. I said frog sex, and I meant it. <laughs> Every one of the characters here is written down as John, and I don't understand. <laughs> we uh, we appreciate you listening, and I don't have anything else. Tony, you have anything? Nope. Sam, you have anything? Nope. Okay. Okay, Tony, sing us out. Oodle-lolly, oodle-lolly, golly, what a day. Goodbye. Still a kiss or two On the front porch with you All I want Hey Dawn, remind me again how most people watch TV shows? Really? That's silly, Rachel. They watch them the totally normal way. They start at episode one, and then they move on to two and three and so on. Hmm... Okay, I was thinking for our Quantum Leap podcast, Beckett to the Future, we could try something different. Different, you say? Yeah, different. Like, what if we watch the episodes in chronological order of the dates that Sam Beckett leaps to? Would we still discuss all the cringeworthy moments, review all the historical accuracy and inaccuracies, and do detailed reviews of Al's outfits? Of course. Won't it be heckin' confusing, though? Of course. Okay, let's do it. Listen to Beckett to the Future, a Quantum Leap podcast, every Thursday on iTunes and BeckettFuturePod.com. Oh, boy.